morning, ladies and gentlemen. Rob Report here on 970 Good afternoon, Nateel. How are you? Doing great today. I have more energy than I usually do about this time. We're getting close to the end of my work day, so usually about now I start flagging a little bit. Yeah. I think I've just had just enough caffeine today. <laughs> you know, I... It's it's funny how work day. I I do most of my writing in the morning. Like like right away, I get up in the morning and I write the blog posts and columns and all that other stuff. And then I do the show. And then usually in the afternoons, I you know I slow down a little bit. I start thinking, okay, you know what do I want to tackle tomorrow or what am I working on and start making phone calls and stuff like that. But it seems like I don't know, like about three o'clock every day, I kind of hit a wall. It's just like ugh. Sounds like you could use a good prescription of more caffeine. And you know what I need to do is probably hire some people from United Airlines to come in and just beat the crap out of me at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon every day. You know, that might wake you up unless they leave you with a minor concussion, in which unless case they, you're just going to yeah. get sleepier. Unless they just knock me out. Uh, okay. Um, all right. So we got a good show coming up today. We uh, at... One I'm going to talk with Casey Buckman. Now, Casey is uh, the District 8 chairman for the North Dakota Democratic Party. He ran for the state house in 2012 and last year, 2016. Uh, he was also one of the candidates for state party chair. And I'm going to talk with him about some of the things that are going on within the North Dakota Democratic Party. Now, obviously, I'm I'm a conservative guy. Uh, I don't I don't agree with a lot of the things that the Democrats push for in terms of of policy, but. I think it's interesting what's going on in the party. They they just had their reorganization in Bismarck uh, on Saturday over the weekend, and they reelected Kylie Overson to be the the party's state chairwoman. And I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm looking at the Democratic Party and I'm trying to figure out how is this group of people going to win elections. I mean, what what are they going to do differently? Since obviously what they've been doing in the past hasn't been working. Now their big excuse for 2016, where they got an absolute shellacking, was that it was a it was a wave election. It was a Republican year. Uh, you know, it was uh, it was a you know tough time. You know, Donald Trump and everything. And it's it's true. 2016 was definitely a weird election, but it's not like that's the first election in which North Dakota Democrats lost ground. I mean, remember there hasn't been a Democrat who won an election on North Dakota statewide ballot. Since 2008, or excuse me, there's been just one Democrat, Heidi Heitkamp won 2012. Outside of that, Democrats haven't been winning. They've been losing ground in the legislature. They don't hold a single statewide seat. So, I don't know. I, I look at, they elected the same leader for their party for this cycle as they had last cycle. And, and how is that going to change? There's also some some very, very stark divides among Democrats between urban and rural Democrats, Western and Eastern Democrats, which you can always say, I mean, that, that's always been part of the, the North Dakota political scene, right? It's you know, there, There's always a level of hostility or tension or whatever you want to call it. A lot of times it's just, it's just, some of it's just baloney, but some of it's real where you have some, some tension between, you know, the Red River Valley and, and Western North Dakota. And it's, that has manifested itself in the party as well. I, I had a post on sayanythingblog.com today where I talked to a couple of people. Mr. Buckman was was not among them. 
But I talked to some Democrats who were at that event in Bismarck, Natil, and, and get this. They told me, they told me that Senator Heidi Heitkamp got heckled when she spoke to this party, when she spoke to the party. Heckled. I suppose in some ways that doesn't surprise me because she tends to not always vote with her party. She votes yeah. with her constituents, which is a difficult place to be as a national Democratic leader. In North Dakota. In, well, yes, when you're representing I, I people think, in North Dakota. Right. Yeah, I, I think I think Heidi Heitkamp is, she's trying to serve her constituents in North Dakota and, and good honor for that. I, I, you know, whether you think, how, whatever reason she's doing it, it's it's probably the politically expedient thing to do. I don't think North Dakota. I, I think that she's probably generally voting the way North Dakota voters want her to, with some exceptions. And certainly, we're going to litigate that during the 2018 election. But I, it, it's just remarkable to me that that a party that really has just one success story, going back almost a decade now, <laughs> is Heidi Heitkamp. Right. And now they're they're heckling her. And, and it wasn't just this event down in Bismarck. Remember back during the convention last year, the, the Democratic National Convention, when we had, you know, the, the big food fight going on between uh, candidate Hillary Clinton and candidate Bernie Sanders. You know, all of that stuff is going on. And a group of North Dakota Democrats who were part of the, the state party's delegation to the national convention passed a, a pretty harsh resolution targeting Heitkamp, uh, saying that, that she is not genuinely representing the views of the people. So it's it's remarkable to me that there is apparently this faction within the North Dakota Democratic Party who feels that Heidi Heitkamp is too far to the right for them. Heidi Heitkamp is too far to the right. Now, it's, I don't know what's going to happen in 2018. If Heidi Heitkamp runs, she's going to get a strong challenger. Maybe it's Congressman Kevin Kramer. Maybe it's somebody else. I don't know. But it's going to be a strong contender because Heitkamp's been identified as somebody who Republicans could potentially beat. This is probably going to be a place where Republicans nationally and locally are going to want to put some money. And they're going to want to recruit a strong candidate. The high camp can win. She is a savvy campaigner. I think what we learned in 2012 is you don't count her out. But it's going to be remarkable if she has to campaign against what is going to be a stiff challenge from Republicans with a bunch of liberal Democrats sniping on her left flank. Listen, there is always faction within political parties. It is the nature of politics to have faction. Right. There's faction within the North Dakota Republican Party. A lot of that stems from the fact that the party is so big, it's such a big tent that it encompasses people who see the world very differently. There are very strong ideological divides within the Republican Party. And the same is also true of the Democratic Party, even though it's it's a much diminished party these days. So that's not unusual that there would be faction. It is unusual. And I think what's going on in the Democratic Party is for it to reach the point of where it's not just faction anymore, it's it's literal dysfunction. That's what's going on in the North Dakota Democratic Party, and there doesn't seem to be a will, at least among the majority of the party, to change things, to change that trajectory. 
going to be an interesting thing to watch. We'll talk with Mr. Buckman about that coming up. 701-293-9000, email talk at WDAY.com. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Report here on 970-WDAY. Email talk at WDAY.com. Call in 701-293-9000-888-970-9329. Coming up at 1.30 here next segment, we're going to talk with Casey Buckman. He is a, a chairman of District 8, which is uh, over in sort of uh, right, right, pretty much right smack down in the center of the state, kind of northeast of Bismarck. Uh, he's going to be on, um, and we're going to talk about some of the issues in, in the North Dakota Democratic Party. I, I have a report on sayanythingblog.com if you want to check it out. The, the, the state party really is in a tough place, not just because they're, they're, they're losing elections, but because it seems as though there is a faction within the Democratic Party that doesn't want to focus on the sort of issues that can win in North Dakota. Emailer says, Heidi has become a blue dog Democrat like Colin Peterson of Minnesota. She has moved right of center so she gets elected. Yeah, I think that's I think that's true. I don't think, you know, you're you're not you're not going to elect an Elizabeth Warren type in North Dakota. You're just not. That sort of thing is is not going to appeal to North Dakota voters. It's not what voters want. And and that's something it's it's a very hard part of politics because there are things like ideology and philosophy things that you believe and then there are things that will actually get you elected and what most of the voters want in north dakota is not some hard left person and i think the north dakota democratic party has moved at least a majority at least the people in charge of it now have moved into a position where they are they are pushing for things that North Dakotans don't want. We could talk about Donald Trump and his impact on down ballot races and there is no question that Donald Trump's brand of populism resonates in North Dakota. It resonates in a lot of rural areas in the country. And the problem with the North Dakota Democrats must like the National Democrats as they have been dismissive of those rural issues, those pocketbook issues, right? The big fights they pick are on things like refugee resettlement. I thought it was very interesting, uh, Mike McFeely's recent column, my colleague Mike McFeely's recent column, I thought it was great, Mike, um, about the the recall effort for Fargo City Commissioner Dave Pepcorn. And in it, Mike warns the organizers that their their effort is probably not going to be successful. Now, the way Mike sees it, it's not going to be successful because uh, Pepcorn is, uh, he's going to have, I guess, bigots from across the land rally to his cause, and he's going to have, you know, big Republican organizers or whatever, uh, you know, out at his back, and he's going to raise a bunch of money, and he's going to beat back any recall effort. And I think there's a much simpler explanation, which is that maybe a majority of voters in Fargo don't think it's inherently bigoted to ask questions about the efficacy of refugee resettlement policy. Maybe it's maybe it's really as simple as that. 
Maybe maybe this this democratic idea that that, that gets pushed all the time that that, that even just saying hey uh, should we should we measure what the impact is to our schools of refugee resettlement maybe, maybe just asking that question and wanting more information is not itself inherently bigoted. And that's exactly how that debate has gone, because we can see a mirror of it down in Bismarck in the legislature, where a bill that started out originally, it would have given uh, the the state of North Dakota uh, the authority to pause refugee resettlement or request a pause in in refugee resettlement. That was turned into a study into the impacts of refugee resettlement, and it, it triggered certain Democrats, among them State Representative Mary Schneider, a Democrat from Fargo, who had basically insulted the bill sponsor, Representative Chris Olson from West Fargo, basically insulted him, saying that, you know, it was mean-spirited. It was, I mean, basically suggesting that that even studying refugee resettlement was an act of, like, hatred or meanness. And by the way, the state of North Dakota has studied refugee resettlement before. We did it back in the early 2000s. You know what the outcome of it was? More funding for English English language learning classes. That's right. The state of North Dakota studied refugee resettlement and said, hey, we might make the situation a little bit better if we increased funding to help some of the refugees learn English so that they could better transition into our communities. Which sounds reasonable to me. Right? If they're going to come here, if they're going to live here, I think we all want them to fit in. We want them to have the skills they need to be successful and prosperous and happy here. One of the most important skills is perhaps language. But this is the problem. I mean, you have you have these these national liberal priorities that filter down into the political priorities of of the state party, which are completely disconnected. Completely disconnected from realities on the ground for most North Dakotans. I mean, you you look at some of those election maps, and a lot of it, it, they could be misleading because a lot of it, you know, you've got a lot of red covering, you know, rural geographic areas. So sometimes it can make the, you know, the small, densely populated urban areas can look small by comparison. But I'm, I'm sorry, you start looking at some of these maps, and you start seeing that the Democratic Party is the party of sort of coastal urban elites. Those are the ones who are winning elections. Those are the areas where Democrats are winning elections. And that is having an influence on what the Democratic Party stands for. Turning it into something that stands for Democrats in San Francisco, that stands for Democrats in Seattle and New York and L.A., but not necessarily people who live in North Dakota or Wisconsin or South Dakota, or Montana, or even parts of Minnesota. I, I think that's a tough reality for Democrats. because and, and I don't, I mean, I don't begrudge them. I don't agree with their point of view, but I don't think it makes them bad people. They're just not connecting to anybody around here. I didn't say anybody. They're, they're not connecting to a lot of people around here. That's a tough thing. That's a tough reality for any political party. I would argue that the North Dakota Republican Party is vulnerable in a lot of ways, particularly now. I mean, you look at the Republicans did not do a great job during the oil boom. 
They really didn't. They spent way too much money. I think I think former Governor Ed Schaefer, he had a recent uh, letter to the editor where he said eventually, you know, we overspent. If they, had, if they had controlled spending during the oil boom days, we would be in better shape now. Well, they didn't. A lot of this budget pain is on them. But what are Democrats out saying? They're not talking about spending. They're out saying, oh, those Republicans cut taxes too much. Because that's what people in North Dakota want to hear, right, is, oh, well, the budget pain wouldn't be so bad if only you had paid more taxes. Boy, that's a winning strategy. We're going to continue this discussion after the break. I'm Rob Port here on 970 WDAY. Don't go away. Good afternoon. Welcome back. Rob Port here on 970 WDAY. My guest is Casey Buckman. He's a District 8 chairman for the North Dakota Democratic Party. He ran for the State House in 2012 and 2016. He also ran for party chair this year, but it wasn't successful. You can uh, join the program. Email talk at WDAY.com. Uh, call in 701-293-9000. Toll free 888-970-9329. Uh, or send me tweets at Rob Port. Casey, thanks for the time today. Hey, man. Thanks for uh, having me on, Rob. Uh, it's uh, great to be with you. Why aren't Democrats winning in North Dakota? Why aren't Democrats winning in North Dakota? It's a million-dollar well, question, isn't it? million-dollar question. Well, my answer there is that uh, they have been conditioned by the state and the media, newspapers, and um, people have just been conditioned over the years, Rob. That's, you know, pure and simple. Um, conditioned to what? I mean, to, 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 how are they be conditioned? Well, there's basically only one side that anything you know on on everything. If you uh, say something, then you just get a little snippet. Then if the Republicans do the other side do something, you know, then it's uh, more uh, apt to come out uh, more. I mean. Uh, there's very much a bias in the state compared to any other place. You know, people say that there's a liberal media. I call that hogwash. You know, uh, that's just my personal opinion. You know, that's what I, I, I mean. That's what I see. That's probably one of the main reasons I don't have local TV. I don't have. Uh, I don't listen to radio that much, Rob. To be honest with you, and then I just you know for TV I just watch Hulu and Netflix. And try and stay conditioned, and I do all my investigating online, and I know what's right and wrong. So I was I was talking with some people, and there was there was obviously you ran for party chair, uh, and and at at the at the uh, Democratic Party reorganization of Bismarck over the weekend, and I had some people from there who said that their sense is that there is a rural versus urban divide in the Democratic Party, and that there is very much a feeling that the party doesn't care or doesn't care maybe as much as it should about rural issues. And, and sometimes on issues like energy and that takes a, takes a stance that is uh, too far to the left for, for lack of a better word. I don't know. I, are you perceiving those things as well? Well, you know, I work, I'm a union iron worker and I work in the fossil fuel industry right now. I am at uh, Antelope Valley station in Beulah working for a union company and stuff. So, uh, I do believe that both sides, both sides of the aisle, have forgot about the rural area. It's just that one side uh, 
in my honest opinion, use uh, fear, which is a false expectation appearing real. You know, that's just my opinion. And what we have forgot is the nuts and bolts of what made our state a great state, and that is with farm and labor working together. And that's why, um, you know, we talked yesterday, you, you're probably bringing up, that's why we had a little meeting beforehand of the, re- district, um, of the state reorganization. We called it the new NPL. We want to go back to our roots, to get back to the farmer. What really concerns them? You know, some social issues do not really affect the farmer and stuff like that. So we have to go out and what really happens to them, you know. That's what I truly believe, why we lost everything. We just totally forgot. You know, I ran in a rural district in 12 and, and, and 16, and and it's highly red. You know, it's uh, two or three Republicans come out of here. And, you know, it's really hard. People say they want change but yet they fail to act on it. And people think the change is going to happen overnight, and they get scared. No, this is going to be a change, which I do believe foresee in the future, it's going to be just a step-by-step-by-step-by-step. Nothing's going to be drastic. You know, we have to work towards something that involves the farmer, involves the everyday working people, and both sides don't do very well. Good job of it, to be honest with you. When I hear, and, and, and obviously, and I, I don't, you keep saying both sides, but one side of this is winning, right? I mean, the, the Republicans are winning, and, and we could certainly talk about that. But I, oh yeah, I, you know, but the, the Democrats can't get any traction. And, and one thing I'm hearing consistently, I heard it from C.T. Marhula from Grand Forks, who also ran for party chair. He said we can't be the party of identity politics anymore. I've had other Democrats and you know uh, who attended the the reorganization tell me as well. There's too much focus on identity politics. Do you agree? And and one way, yes. You know, if we so far we have let the Republicans in our state define the the DMPL uh, as the national party, which is far from it. You know, um, we have let them. Uh, Say who we are, and so far that you know, doing that we have to get away from that. I know we have to get away from the party segmentation of uh, you know Republicans or Democrats. You know, I truly believe there's you know there is good people on both sides, and there there is voters who are good people also. Don't get me wrong there, but you know when we got to you know let's elect the, the right person. I really don't. If they're a good person, I really don't care what side they are, as long as they're all for the people. You know, that's why I would encourage more debate. You know, I've been down to the first half of the legislature, and I've seen some of the stuff that was said, and I'm just going, wow, you know, how did that happen? You know, I think if debates were coming up on the district level and stuff in a proper republic, which it should be open forums and stuff and discussion made, then you wouldn't probably have some of these people who I do believe are just too far to the right I don't think there's anybody too far to the left because I'm not too far to the left because I work in the fossil fuel industry and stuff. So, yeah, we yeah, we have lost some battles and stuff like that, and we have taken the thumping. You know, but this that, for me, that just encouraged me to try harder, Rob. You know, and, and just because I lost the state party chair doesn't mean that I don't have my eyes on other things, yeah. uh, maybe a state race. Well, let's let's let me let me ask you this: If if you had won, if, if if you had won and you would become the party chairman, so it was Chairman Buckman, yep. what would you do to, to, to put North Dakota Democrats in a position to win in twenty eighteen? Well, you know, I would go up to the GOP chairperson and I'd say, "Let's work something out for debate." Just what I just said earlier, 
let's get this washed. You know, we have to be accountable, and accountability is a big thing to me, Rob. And, you know, we have to be accountable to the people who put us in position and everything. So, first of all, yeah, we have to go. I'd get up to the GOP and talk to them, work, start working on that. But then, you know, I would go around in every district. We have to show up and stuff. You know, I, I noticed that, you know, it's not like the Republicans do, Rob, and this is a true fact of what I've seen in my area and across the state, is that it's uh, hide-and-seek until election week or maybe election month. And you don't see them. You can't do. You can't get up. You can't get a hold of them. They're too busy. You know, I'm a working guy. I'm busy. I ran. I would have took the time out because that's my responsibility as a person who's running for office to go out and talk to people and have the, my opponent right next to me and talk to them. You know, that's yeah. What I think but we but do. again, I mean, you, I I understand you 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 don't like the Republicans. You don't like the, that they're winning, and you think they're too far right. But they are winning. No, no, no. What, no what, I didn't what, say what, that they were too far right, Rob. I said that they got good ones and bad ones. Okay. You know, okay. Fair, it, fair, the, fair the enough. But. But what do Democrats do? I mean, because I mean, the Republic, the, the the North Dakota Republican Party. You look at their electoral successes, and I mean, they, they're not going to change anything because they're winning. They're being rewarded by voters. The voters are voting for them. The voters are well, not voting for Democrats. How, how do Democrats turn that corner? I do believe we have to have more debates, and I do believe that with you know in each in each, in each major uh, small little town or whatever in your in your districts, let the people hear out their own words what what these people say. Now, some of those people down in, 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 in Bismarck during the legislature are definitely followers. Some of them ain't, you know. Well, and, and, that's, and that's, that's fine. But, I'm, I, again, more debates? I mean, I, I hear plenty of, of, of the messaging from Democrats. I think most North, North Dakotans do. I don't think Democrats have any problem getting their message out. They have, frankly, no, a, a better mean, developed social media platform. Your that's what uh, I'm saying. Okay. I, I, don't, I mean, do you think that's going to change? I mean, we had we had multiple debates between Doug Burgum and Marvin Nelson. There were legislative debates all over the state. That doesn't seem to have done the trick. Well, I believe Marvin had a really good, really good message, and it just it's sad that we couldn't get it apart to get it out there. And I and, uh, and I hope he runs again and stuff like that because uh, you know, we cannot run our state as a, as a business. This is just my opinion. We should run it more like a nonprofit. And everything were what is good for all people. You know, Marvin back when he was running also said that you know look forward this this is what is happening now, and it's coming to for you know it's coming true. And so I you know how do we get when I do we we just have to get out there and you know honestly I'll go back to it again have the candidates talk more. No, I don't think we had a hardly enough debate with Borgum. But you Marvin. you don't you don't hardly see any enough. problem at all because you're you're telling me they they just. We need to, the Democrats need to communicate more. They need to engage their opponents more. You don't see any problem at all with the message. The message there ain't one that, one defined message. Do you think that might be a problem uh, I, I for really Democrats? Can't. What's that? Do you think that might be a problem for Democrats that there's not a well defined message? Well, no, I, there is a message, but it's really, you know, how do we we we, we talk to it about it? But what is the message we're trying to give them? You know, I truly believe that the message should be, you know, we're all in this boat together. You know, we can't continually cut taxes and expect all the burdens to fall on the people. You know, uh, maybe sometimes in some areas we have, uh, um, we rely too much on social issues, which I think we should get away from. Um, You know, and I think the Democrat Party doesn't have the teeth or the bite that it used to have. 
too people, too many people are playing nice, Rob. And so if it's bad, it's bad. You know, if it's count, you know, just be accountable for what's going on. You know, it's gonna and, be, it, and it's, well, all, these are all opinions and stuff. You know, so yeah. Well, I, I understand that. It's going to be interesting to see what comes next. I'm not sure I agree that advocating for tax increases is going to win Democrats well, many friends. I didn't. I, I didn't say anything about tax increases, but we know that. You know, we we voted. The people voted in 2008 not to uh, lower uh, income taxes, and guess what? We kept lowering it ever since then. You know, that is a direct result. And guess what? They lowered the oil extraction tax. Do you think? Do you think? Do you think Democrats could win elections? If, in. Do you think? Do you think Democrats should campaign on raising the income tax? No, no, you wouldn't win nothing because this is a conservative state. No, I do not oh. believe so. But you also huh. got to realize once you put you, people got to have skin in the game. Yeah. And so far, everything is just, it's, it's all going to come down on a local level, you know. And uh, I, for me, I'm not, I'm not done fighting yet for what is right for all people, you know. And, and I mean, well, don't I, mean that wrong in a, in a negative way. I mean, uh, right. I, I think no, people I, should No, I, I get what you mean. You, you, you have a view and, and you want to keep pushing for it, and I, I hope you do. Um, but, boy, I, it seems like Democrats got their backs against the wall. And as I look out across the landscape, I don't. I don't see a leader for the party. I don't see a message or anything that's going to gain them any traction. I really don't. But, Casey, I, we're out of time. Thanks for your time. You bet, Rob. Thank you very much. That's Casey Buckman, District 8 Democratic Party chair, ran for the State House in 2012-2016. We'll wrap up the Rob Report right after this. Don't go away. Welcome back, Rob Report, 701-293-9000, email talk at WDAY.com. Or you can tweet me as well. Listen, I, I'm probably the wrong guy to talk about what ails the Democratic Party because I don't agree much with the Democratic Party. I'm not a Democrat. I'm not anything close to a Democrat, but... At, at some point, someone in the party is going to have to admit that there's there's a problem, right? I mean, it, it, it can't be uh, we're not holding enough debates or we're not getting our message out or whatever. I mean, maybe the problem is the message, at least in North Dakota. I mean, maybe, maybe the problem right now is that Democrats in North Dakota aren't selling anything North Dakotans want. I mean, is, is that... What is, it, what is that called? Is it Occam's razor? Sometimes the simplest explanation is the right one, right? When you've eliminated everything else? I believe that's the correct principle. <laughs> yeah. So at some point, if, if you keep losing elections in one cycle after another, maybe the problem isn't the maybe the problem isn't that, you know, some technical flaw in your campaigns you're not messaging right or you're not marketing right or whatever i mean maybe the problem is literally the message it's just not something north dakotans want and and i i I say that not to say that there's no opportunity for democrats to win and for democrats to win as democrats right i'm not saying that democrats have to become republicans to win in north dakota i'm just saying 
your incessant focus on refugees and identity politics is not winning. People don't care about it as much as you do. As a matter of fact, I think in some ways it's backfiring. Right? I mean, every, every time we see, you know, some riot on a college campus somewhere because a bunch of left-wing students can't abide the idea of a controversial column, you know, conservative columnist or libertarian author or whatever who's going to come there and espouse ideas that might challenge their own, that might be controversial, that might be divisive, and they melt down in tears and violence. You think that's helping the left-wing cause? You know, it's it's worked for Democrats in the past. You know, the, the divide-and-conquer strategy, war on women and all that stuff. I, it has paid dividends, but as a long-term political strategy, I think we're starting to see some of the fallout from it. And some of the fallout is that you have, you have been driving wedge issues towards Americans for so long, asking them to believe that people in their lives who might disagree with them politically are somehow evil or bigots or racists or misogynists. I, 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 think, I think we've reached a point where the voters have grown credulous about this line of messaging. I don't think I don't think voters are buying it anymore. And now this latest thing is down in Bismarck, Republicans who are, are by the way, absolutely, as I said earlier in the show, 100% vulnerable on the issue of the budget. They did not manage it well during the oil boom. But what are we hearing from Democrats? Well, well we cut too many taxes. Do you really think that's what North Dakotans want to hear? You pay too little in income taxes. That's what's wrong with the budget. And then this stuff, they, they go on and on about. Nine seventy WDAY, we seem to have lost Rob on a technical error there. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll be getting into ABC News here on 970 WDAY, followed by your local weather forecast and the Jay Thomas Show. It's all coming up here on 970 WDAY.